everyone. It is January 1st. It is Monday, and it is the first day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are excited about what God is going to do for us in the year 2024 because we are consecrating and setting apart the first fruits of our year by setting aside a time of prayer and fasting. And today, I want to show you one of the most important passages of Scripture dealing with fasting where there is a list of commandments and blessings that are directly correlated with prayer and fasting. Let's get after it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, first of all, I want to welcome everybody and say Happy New Year. It is Monday, January 1st, 2024. Here we are. We've talked. There's a lot of anticipation, good and bad, about this year. We have got a lot of things uh, that are coming in 2024. Uh, we're going to talk more about that, uh, not on today's segment, but as we go on through the weeks of podcasting, we're going to cover these uh, different events and what we're looking forward to in the next few months and what we're expecting in 2024, you've heard us uh, say, and not just us, but many other voices are saying that we're, we should be expecting a bumpy ride. It's going to be probably a rough, turbulent ride. So what better way to prepare for what's coming in 2024 than by setting aside a time of consecrated prayer and fasting unto the Lord. So today is the first day of 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, that we are embarking into. So um, I'm excited about our whole family getting together here online, here in the chat on YouTube, and you guys joining us by Rumble, you guys that are listening by Apple and by Spotify. Again, we want to welcome you to the broadcast if you're new. Maybe this first time you're joining us, you're coming in, you've heard about our ministry, you've heard about the fast, you're curious, you're just kind of a fly on the wall. We want to welcome you, and if you would, let us know in the comment section below that you're new and where you guys are joining us from. Real quick. If you've not downloaded our free app, again, it is available on Apple and Android devices. Uh, Get yours today. Hit yes to push notifications. That's important. And then you're going to be informed right at your fingertips of every headline, every podcast, every update, every breaking news, everything that we put out from our ministry is going to be right there at your fingertips. Of course, don't forget to hit the like button, that bell notification, and share this broadcast so that others can see us on these platforms. So without further ado, again, this is End Time Headlines. I am Ricky Scaparo. want to take you to a passage of Scripture. We talked about this last week. If you joined us, this is going to be the foundational Scripture. I I call it the blueprints of fasting. And it's none other than Isaiah chapter 58. So let's go right there. If you have your Bible, I would love and encourage you to open it up. To uh, especially you guys that are listening by Apple or by Spotify, we're in the. New, I'll be reading from the New King James. Get you a Bible, open it up to Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. This is what I like to call the fasting chapter or the blueprints of fasting in itself. There's a lot to read here. We're going to break it down for you today because I'm going to show you in today's segment that there is commands here given by the Lord, 
and there is blessings that are in conjunction with prayer and fasting. So again, I want to say that again, there are commands. Did you know that there are things that God wants us to do? And when we put a set, a set aside a time of consecrated prayer and fasting, there's things that the Lord expects of us. But then come on, there is things that we can expect of the Lord for happening to us. So it's, it's awesome. It's a two, it's a two, four, a two fold blessing, but there's responsibility connected to this. So I'm going to read, let's read this together. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 58, and then we're going to come back and break this down for you. Okay. Isaiah 58, cry aloud and spare not lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob, their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted? They said, and you have not seen. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your labors. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you did this day to make your voice heard on high. Okay, now we shift to verse five. Is it a fast that I have chosen? This is the Lord speaking. A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out, out like sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast? And, and an acceptable day unto the Lord. Is this not the fast I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repair, repairer, excuse me, of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Verse 13. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable and shall honor him. Not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Verse 14, and then we're done with our reading here. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth 
and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this gathering together of Lord consecrated believers that are embarking in 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking the face of God, seeking heaven. Lord, expecting breakthroughs and blessings and provision. Lord God, and deliverances and all kinds of petitions in which they have put before you and presented before your throne today. I pray as we read your word and heed your word and hearken unto your word that, Lord, this word would go forth and it would go forth and prosper that which it sent forth to do in Jesus name. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint the words of my mouth, that you would anoint my speech. May I speak the oracles of God. May the Holy Spirit be heard today. May he be felt today and may the glory of God shine forth today. I pray that your people be equipped and edified today and that the joy of the Lord shall be their strength today. And all God's people said, amen and amen. So again, guys, Isaiah 58 is what I like to call the blueprints of fasting. It is the instruction book of fasting. Now, when I, why do I say that? Because if you, when you break this down and we're going to break this down, there is commands of the Lord during this fast. Number one, the Bible says Uh, When you go up here in Isaiah 58, again, this is why I said open your Bible. He says right off the bat from the very beginning. Isaiah says, cry aloud. This is the, the word of the Lord coming through Isaiah. Cry aloud and spare not. The Lord is saying, lift up your voice like a trumpet and tell my people their transgression. Oh, come on, somebody. The very first thing. During this time of prayer and fasting in 2024, I want to talk to every watchman and every prophet. This is not the time to be coward, uh, to, 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 to coward down and to bow down and to keep your voice hidden. If there was ever a time, 2024 is a time that we continue to raise our voice and not be silent. We we must continue on the firing lines of warning our nations, warning the people, warning the people of God of transgressions and of iniquities and trespasses and sins. We must continue in 2024 preaching the gospel, warning a generation of the wrath that is to come. Just like John in his day, the Bible said that he was a voice crying in the wilderness and he was preparing the way of the Lord. And the Bible says he looked at the religious leaders of his day who was trying to rebuke him for his strong message that was uncompromising. The Bible said he was like he was not a reed that was shaken in the wind. He was steadfast and remained faithful to the message. And that was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And the religious, the religious Pharisees of his day didn't understand it. It was new to them. It was not like everything that was being heard in the synagogues and the places of worship. So they didn't receive the message. And John looked at them and says, who warned you of the wrath that is to come? And he commanded them to produce fruits worthy of repentance. So I want to tell you, isn't it? I think it's very interesting that right here in Isaiah 58, in this entire dialogue that goes forth, this entire commandment that goes forth about fasting, the first thing that the Lord impresses on the prophet is to warn the people and tell them of their sins and transgressions. Number two, 
Number two, the Lord begins to reveal to the people that uh, who are asking him in Isaiah 58, they're saying, Lord, we're fasting, but you're not acknowledging it. We're crying out, but you are not hearing our prayers. You're not hearing our cries. And the reason is they were fasting for all the wrong reasons and not the right reasons. Oh, I want to tell somebody today, listen, if you're, if you're entering into this 21 days of prayer and fasting, number one, with the intent to lose weight and not really, not really desiring a breakthrough, not really desiring repenting of your sins and getting victory over weaknesses and seeing salvations of family members and seeing restoration and reconciliation and all of these things. And your only desire is so that you can look better in your pictures and on your social media and lose a few pounds. Then friend, you are not fasting. You're on a glorified diet and God is not going to honor that. Number two, come on. Number two is that, watch this, if you're fasting out of ritual, maybe you, you're not, your heart's not even in it. You're just like, whatever, I'm just going to go along and do whatever, but I really don't have any desire to do it. It's the same, listen guys, it's the same concept as giving. In the New Testament, Paul said, when you give, you should do it wholeheartedly. You should do it out of a desire to give and not grudgingly because God loves a cheerful giver. You don't think, listen, if you go into a time of prayer and fasting, you don't think God sees your heart. He knows whether you're into this and your intent. So here in, in, in this time, in, in the time that this, this was written, the people were fasting for the wrong reasons, selfish ambitions. They were doing these things out of spite, out of ritual. And God was saying, I am not going to turn. I am not going to give an ear to your prayers. I'm not going to acknowledge this fast. So after he brings correction in that area, then he brings clarity in that area. Let me say that again. He brings correction and then he brings clarity because your Bible says, then he begins to speak and says, is this not the fast which I have chosen? And then he lists all these things. Okay, let's go back to your Bible. We're in verse six, Isaiah 58, six. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Look what he says here to loose the bonds of wickedness, undo heavy burdens and let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Again, he's dealing with he's dealing with strongholds. He's dealing with oppression. He's doing with he's dealing with heaviness. He's talking about uh, addictions and that the, these things can be broken. They can be loosed and that you can break the chain of these addictions. And again, we're not going to do it today, but we're going to home in on this. This is why I said we've got 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to home in on each one of these areas and we're going to focus on them. So we'll let you know. We'll announce it ahead of time so that you can properly prepare for that. So that way, listen, if you're watching, you're listening and you say, and, and maybe you've got bonds of wickedness that you recognize. You've got heavy burdens that you're carrying. You've got oppression. You've got depression. You're yoked in some kind of addiction. Then when we do that segment dealing with that particular passage of Isaiah 58, 6, I believe God will put an anointing on that. And as we begin to, as we begin to, begin to plow into that and pray into that, I believe the recipients on the other end are going to receive, come on, breakthrough in that area. So then he goes down to verse uh, seven. And here's what's interesting. Remember, I told you, 
and Isaiah 58, there are blessings that are directly correlated with fasting, but then there's commandments. If you look what he says here in Isaiah 58, seven, now here's a requirement of us. Ready? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your home the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him. And you don't hide yourself from your own flesh. Now, I'm going to make this as plain as I can here. What he's talking about here is during this time of consecrated prayer and fasting, we are to help the poor, help the needy, help the widow, help the orphans. Okay, look what it says here in the book of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 25, I'm going to scroll down here. We're going to go to verse right here, verse 35. Look what he says. The Lord says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him. Now, this is talking about judgment, Matthew 24, the judgment of the nations. But this is what they're going to be judged on. Then the righteous will answer saying, Lord, when? When do we see you hungry and feed you thirsty and give you drink stranger and take you in naked and clothe you? Verse 39. Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you or come visit you? And the king will answer and say to them, as surely I say unto you, it is much as you did it to one of the least of these. You did it unto me. In other words, you're not hiding from your own flesh, your own flesh and blood, your brethren. Come on, somebody. Then he will say to those on the left, these are the goats. And he will say, they will say, for I was hungry and you gave me no food, thirsty and no drink, stranger. You didn't take me in. You didn't clothe me. You didn't visit me. You didn't help me when I was in prison. And he'll say, when you did that to a stranger, the homeless, the widows, the orphans, when you refused to extend your hand to the poor, the needy, the orphans, the widows, and when you did it unto me, so don't miss it, Isaiah 58, 7, come on, homes in on the importance of helping the poor, helping the widow, helping the orphans, and helping the needy. And by the way, guys, I know religion gets a bad rap and everybody trashes religion and all this, but you do know, did you know that there is a true and pure religion according to your Bible? It's in James chapter 1, verse 27. Look what it says here, pure an undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. You ready? What is it? Here's what it is, according to James, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now, I want you to notice something here. In this description of what the Bible gives us as true, pure, and undefiled religion before God one of the two things that he mentions here is visiting orphans and widows. So you think God doesn't find an importance in this? Come on, somebody. It's right there. It's in the scripture. Let's go back to Isaiah. Now we're in Isaiah 58, uh, 8. Now look what here. Remember, we just read all 58, 7, right? And the importance of giving to the poor, helping the poor, helping the widow, helping the needy, all that, right? All right. Then look at verse 8. Then. Now, that's an important thing there. He says, then, again, it's in direct conjunction with what was before it. So let's read what he says after then. Verse 8, Isaiah 58, 8. Then your light shall bring forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. 
and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then, somebody say then. Here's another then. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Come on, somebody. What is the then? Again, the then is directly correlated with how we treat our brethren, how we help the poor. How do we treat the orphans? How do we treat, come on, the, un, the unfortunate, the less fortunate, the widows, the outcasts? Come on, that, it's direct blessings and promises and breakthroughs are directly connected to this. Look, check this out. Psalms 37, verse 25 and 26 the psalmist said, I have been young and now I'm old and I have yet I have yet to see the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. Look what it says in verse 26. He is ever merciful and lends. Somebody say merciful and lends. And, and I'm telling you by the word of the Lord that a child of God seeing their provision. Young, old in between, not begging bread. It is directly connected to how we treat the poor, how we treat the widows and the orphans. And if we're merciful and ever merciful and we lend, God sees it and rewards us. Look at this. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. He who has pity on the poor acknowledges the poor, doesn't ignore them but helps them, blesses them. Look what it says. He who has pity on the poor lends unto the Lord and the Lord will pay back what has given. Wow. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about when we, according to the word of the Lord, when we acknowledge the poor, the widow, the orphans and the needy among us, I'm telling you, it gets all the attention of heaven and God will bless us in return. You go to Acts chapter 10, my friend, and Cornelius is the first Gentile convert in the New Testament. And did you know one day he was praying and fasting? Oh, we're going to do a whole segment on him in this whole uh, series, by the way. But he is praying and fasting and an angel of the Lord appears unto him and tells Cornelius that your, your giving of alms has gone up before the Lord as a memorial. His give, Cornelius was giving to the poor, giving to the needy, giving to the widow. His giving of alms was not unnoticed and went up before the Lord and was given as a memorial unto the Lord. Oh, but I want to go back here. So if we get this right, guys, and we start, come on, being a blessing to the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widow and doing what God commands us, he says, then you can expect... Come on, you can have expectancy that your light shall bring forth like the morning. What does that even mean? It's talking about your, it'll give, God will bring revelation knowledge to you. God will bring divine wisdom and knowledge for you to be able to guide you and direct you in your everyday life and your decisions. And then he says, and your healing shall bring, shall spring forth speedily. Come on, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Well, Brother Ricky, I don't really think that giving to the poor and helping the poor is going to have any kind of correlation with God healing us or God recognizing that and, and blessing us with healing. Really? Well, let me go. To, let's go to Psalm 41. Let's, let's see what the psalmist David said here. Look what he said. Psalms 41, 
I'm going to give you time to turn there, you guys listening by podcast. Psalm 41, verses 1 through 3. Let's just see what's, uh, what, Dave, what kind of revelation David had about this. Blessed is he who considers the poor. Who? The poor. Look what it says here. If we consider the poor, look what it says here. The Lord will. Somebody say the Lord will. The Lord will do this. The Lord will do that. Watch this. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Whoa. Come on. God will deliver us in a time of trouble if we help the poor. Then he says, and the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. Oh, y'all, some of y'all need to write this down. These are blessings and promises of the Lord. And he will be blessed on the earth, not in heaven, not in glory, not when he goes to the promised land. It says here on earth, he'll be blessed. Look what it says. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Some of y'all need to rejoice right there because you've got enemies that have put a target on your back that are contemplating your downfall, your demise, and your collapse. But God says, if you honor the poor, I'm going to remember it, Cornelius. If I have to, come on, I'll put your name in a book of remembrance. Hello, Malachi. And I'll know who you are, and I will honor my word over you. So he says, I'll deliver him in time of trouble. I'll preserve him and keep him alive. I'll bless him on the earth. I will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Look at verse three. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. Come on, I receive that in my body right now in Jesus' name. And you will sustain him on his sickbed. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all receive this today. This is the word of the Lord. This is not Brother Ricky's opinion. This is the word of the Lord. Now, I'm sure some dead, dried up, plucked from the roots twice, dead over, bone, uh, sepulcher full of dead man's bones will come along and try to tell you that this, that none of these promises are for us today, and this was only for a certain amount of people, and that God doesn't heal anymore and all that stuff. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. During this fast, if you want to receive anything, you're going to have to shut your ears to that nonsense. Come on. I refuse. Refuse to let a bunch of wet blankets put out my fire and try to snuff out what I believe for and my faith in receiving from the Lord. So he says right here, let me go back up here. Where it's, come on, we're still in Isaiah 58. He says, if you'll do this and you'll honor the poor, he says, oh, you're, you're, you're gonna, your light's going to bring forth. Your healing's going to spr- spr- uh, spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. Come on, God will see your integrity. He'll see your uprightness. Come on, and and God will open doors for you. And look, I love this. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Come on, he's got you in the front. He, oh, I like to say it like this. Come on, God's presence is so high, you can't get over it. It's so wide, you can't get around it. And it's so, come on, it's so big that he's coming from all sides. He's coming from the front. God's coming from the sides. And he says, I've even got your back in the rear guard. The enemy may try try to come along and try to hit you with a fiery dart that you didn't see coming. He's going to try to put a snare in your trap in your path. He's going to try to bring somebody come along and put a knife in your back. He's going to try to bring some kind of unexpected tragedy or unexpected pitfall or unexpected come on bill that come in the mail or something that's going to come up that's going to try to snag you up, hold you up and pull you down. But God says even when you don't see what's coming behind you, 
I will be and my glory shall be your rear guard. David said it like this. He said the angel of the Lord encamps around about those that fear him and he delivers them out of all their trouble. He delivers them out of all their trouble. He said surely goodness and mercy, mercy shall follow me. I said they shall follow you all the days of your life. Come on. Somebody needs to give the Lord a hand clap and a praise for his provision from his re- from the rear guard. And then he goes, come on, let's go over here. Let's go back. Verse nine. Then, then you keep, come on, you do these things. Then you shall call. Then you shall call on the Lord and he will answer. You start fasting for the right reasons. You start honoring the poor. You start honoring the needy. You, re- you lift your voice. You preach the gospel. You preach righteousness. You preach truth. You preach the blood of Jesus. You preach that hell is still hot and heaven still waiting. You still preach. Come on. That, uh, that, that, the, uh, what the Bible calls an abomination is still an abomination. You warn a generation of the wrath to come. You're doing these things. God says, then when you shall call, I will answer and you will cry to me and I will say here I am come on are you receiving any of this today come on are you excited today I know some of y'all's downcast day come on you, you your stomach's grumbling you're grumpy today You've got a little bit of a headache. You got a little bit of weakness because of the fast. But I'm telling you, God's come on. His anointing will be felt. You'll feel his glory. He will revive you. All right, let's go to verse 10. Or actually, it's, we're still in verse nine. Look now, watch this. Here's here's some more. Here's some more things that he's requiring of us. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Look, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Look, you get on social media, you turn on social media, and that's all you see is the pointing of the finger. You see it everywhere. You see, I'm telling you, it's drama after drama after drama. I'm going to tell you something. Let me give you a word for 2024. Get away from the drama. You see all the bickering. You see all the debates. You see all the strife. You see all the discord. You see all the division. People arguing over baptisms. People arguing over the name of God. They're arguing over what day to honor the Sabbath. They're arguing over the rapture. No rapture. Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, no trip. They're arguing over all this stuff. Constantly. It's constant drama constant discord constant strife and god says if you're going to honor me in a fast and you're going to set yourself apart for fasting and praying and fasting you're going to have to put away from you come on the pointing of the finger and the speaking of wickedness some of y'all listen listen to me real clearly here i'm gonna ruffle some feathers today some of y'all need to clean up your mouth and a bar of soap ain't going to get it done you need the lord come on to 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 rid you and purge you of a bunch of nonsense that comes out of your mouth. I'm talking about four letter words and five letter words and, and three letter words that shouldn't come out of your mouth. The Bible says in Ephesians 4:29 that we're to speak to the believers. We're to speak to others that which is edifying. 
It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but that which is good for the edification of the believer. Come on. Some of you, you have become discouraged in times past in 2023 because you try to witness to your neighbor. You try to witness to your coworker. You try to witness to your loved ones, but they come on. You tell them about Jesus on one stroke of the tongue, on the other stroke of the tongue. Come on. You're cussing them out. You're cussing people out at the grocery store. You're flipping the bird to people in traffic come on i'm telling you the bible says put away from you speaking wickedness and the pointing of the finger during this time of prayer and fasting come on i believe not only listen if you'll step out and believe the lord to deliver you of your mouth i'm telling you it, it'll get to the point where you'll hit your finger with a th- with a hammer and in times past a four letter word would come out but god is complete god can completely deliver you of that let me give you a story many many years ago this is a true story there was a place called uh there was a church in louisville kentucky called evangel world prayer center that was pastored by a pastor by the name of wayman rogers his son pastor bob rogers is uh, is the current pastor the senior pastor over that church but when it was wayman rogers evangel world prayer center in louisville kentucky this church was struggling financially they uh they were believing for breakthrough they be, they went on 21 days of prayer and fasting and during that prayer and fasting during that 21 days of prayer and fasting the whole church came together and they believed the lord that god would send someone into the church during a revival meeting or regular meeting and that they would get touched by God. Someone who was blessed of God, blessed that was very well off, that they would get touched, get saved, get delivered. And that through their salvation and through their commitment to the Lord, through their tithe and through their offering, that God would use them, come on, to help completely deliver the church from the debt in which they were in. This is a true story. So one night, again, this was in the middle of 21 days of prayer fasting. They begin to hold uh, revival meetings like on Friday nights and Saturday nights and Sundays. It was like three day meetings here and then three day meetings here. One night during a meeting, a an older gentleman walked into the back of the sanctuary from the back of the sanctuary, walked into the church, sat down. The man was in a complete white suit, had white hair, white beard and had an old black cane. He walked in and he sat down in the back and as the service went on, they gave an altar call and this, this older man went all the way up to the front of the, of the church of evangel and he talked to brother Wayman Rogers, who was the pastor of, the, of that church. And he said, uh, and when, when Wayman looked at him, he recognized him and it was none other than Colonel Sanders, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. This is a true story. And Colonel Sanders answered the altar call and he pulled Brother Wayman Rogers to the side and he said, Brother Wayman, do you believe God can save a man like me? And he said, oh, yes. He said, absolutely, uh, Mr. Sanders, he can he can he can save you. And he said, do you think he said, I have a cussing problem. He said, I cuss, I four letter words come out of my mouth every time I open my mouth. He said, and this is what he said, because he was an old timer. And he said, do you think God can take away that cusser? That's what he called it. Take away this cusser that I have. And Wayman Rogers said, 
Mr. Sanders, not only can God save you, he can deliver you in Jesus' name. So Wayman Rogers led him into a prayer, led him to the Lord, prayed for him to get delivered. And, and not only did Colonel Sanders get saved, but he stopped cussing. Come on, somebody. And watch this. Um, so he was totally healed. And then about two weeks later, the church received a, a, a check in the mail and it was a tithe from Colonel Sanders who gave his heart to the Lord. And through that tithe, they were able to pay that church off there in Louisville, Kentucky. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, listen, if you have a cussing problem, you have any type of these bondages, I'm telling you, God can, de- if God can deliver Colonel Sanders a founder of one of the most famous chicken joints in the world. Come on, what makes you think that God can't deliver you if you truly seek the Lord and you desire to be set free? All right, then we go to verse 10. And it, now notice this, here he goes again. Then the Lord goes back to this. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then, somebody say then. So again, all of these blessings, guys, are not just because you're fasting. Yes, God sees that, but there is things that are required of us during the fast as well. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. So he's really, he's repeating what he said earlier. The Lord, look at this. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. And come on, satisfy your soul in drought. In other words, translation. It don't matter what's going on with the economy. It don't matter what's going on in Wall Street. It don't matter the shakeup at your job. People are getting pink slips. People are getting laid off. People are getting fired. We're going into a recession. We're going into a depression. Listen, God's people are not dependent upon our government. We're not dependent upon Wall Street. We're not dependent upon the stock market. We're not dependent upon gold or silver or any of this stuff or even your job. Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, Remember the Lord thy God, for it is He who has given us the power to establish wealth. Come on, all the gifts, all the talent, all the blessing that God has given you to be able to do what you do at your job and the skills that you've acquired, God in heaven has given that to you. So listen, if God has given you those skills and God has blessed you with that knowledge, with that wisdom and with the power to make wealth, it don't matter where you go. Come on, your provision is from heaven and not from earth. So even in the midst of a famine, come on, Isaac, and the Bible said that Isaac sowed in the midst of a famine and reaped a hundredfold blessing. How do you even do that? I'm going to tell you how you do it, because Isaac understood that my provision is not circumstantial. Oh, that's a Come on, somebody needs to write that down. My provision is not circumstantial, but it's covenant. My provision is not circumstantial. It is is covenant. If I honor the Lord with the first fruits of my increase, the Bible says, then shall my barns be filled with plenty and then shall my vats burst forth with new wine. God said in Matthew 6, 33, if I give, come on, if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto me. Luke 6, 38 says, give and it shall be given unto me. Good measured, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And with the same measure 
I give, it shall be given back unto me. Now, if these, all these blessings are, are, are upon the contingent of giving alone, it's a law, it's a principle, it's there. How much more, friend? Will God bless and honor us if we do this in the midst of a, of fair, of prayer and fasting and helping the poor? But I like verse 11 here. Let me go back to this. Look here at verse 11. And he will strengthen your bones. Come on. How many needs, how many of us need some strength in our bones? Come on. How many of us need some strength in our knees and our hips and our backs? And come on, we need some strength in our body. Look what he says. He said, you'll be like a watered garden. You'll be like a spring of water whose waters don't fail. Come on, that's that's Psalms one. You'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that shall bring forth its fruit in its season. Then I love verse 12. Let's go to verse 12. Those from among you shall build the old waste places and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach that restored the streets to dwell in. Come on, let me talk to you here for a second. C- come on, can I tell you, I need to tell somebody today through your time, through you setting apart 21 days of prayer and fasting. Listen, some of you is going to change an entire generation of your heritage and your family. You have got, you have an entire heritage of alcoholism, drug addictions, bondages, poverty, sickness, infirmities. But come on, one person, one person consecrated unto the Lord can break the back of poverty, can come on, break the back of sickness and infirmity, can destroy generational curses. And you, my friend, you can be the repairer of the breach. There's been a breach in your family. There's been a breach in your heritage. There's been a breach, come on, in your marriage. There's been a breach in uh, in your children and in their lives. But God can raise you up through this time of prayer and fast come on God will give you instruction he'll give you wisdom and through your prayers and through your consecrated efforts God can use you to come on repair the crack that the enemy has put in the foundation now again guys don't forget some of these we're going to break down we're you know I've only we're hitting on these for like five or ten minutes but we're going to go a whole hour in some of these and really build your faith through stories and through testimonies that's going to really rejuvenate you and and inspire you and it's going to build your faith to believe God for the impossible. Now let's go down here. Look, here's more commandments of the Lord. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. In other words, in verse 13, he's telling us that we are to honor the Lord in what the Sabbath looks like to you. Now, look, guys, this is one of them things where people argue about. Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Let me give you some scriptures on this. I believe the, I believe the Apostle Paul brought a lot of clarity to this, and it's in the New Testament. Look what he says in Romans 14, verse 4. I'm going to read this Romans 14, 4, all the way down to verse 6. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. Look at verse five. One person esteems one day above another. Okay. Another esteems every day alike. Look what Paul says here. 
let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. So in this essence, he's again, he who observes the Sabbath, observe it to the Lord. Because you observe one day above another. Come on. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord. He who gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God thanks. Because as sure as I'm telling you, I know the sev- our Seventh-day Adventist brothers and sisters, that's not going to be suffice for them. So let me give you another one. Colossians 2, 16 through 17. Paul, again, speaking to the church of Colossians, the the Colossians here, he says, so let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or what's it say here, church or Sabbaths. Let me say that again. Let no one judge you in Sabbaths. Look what this, which are all these things, food, drink, festival, Sabbaths are a shadow of things to come but the substance is of Christ. In other words, guys, listen, if you if you believe Sunday is the Sabbath and you honor the Lord on, on Sunday as a, a day unto the Lord, going into the house of the Lord, whatever that looks like, then you do that. If you believe, you say, no, 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 I believe Saturday is the true Sabbath. You know what? Honor it. Do it. That's okay. But But please, Don't be one of these individuals who condemn the Sunday Sabbath keeper because you believe the Sabbath is on Saturday and the Sunday Sabbath keeper don't believe don't condemn the Saturday Sabbath keeper. Okay, again, we're arguing and we're and we're in this strife and discord over the the most ridiculous stuff. Friends, can we not be just happy that we're honoring the Lord, period? And this is what this is what Isaiah is emphasizing here. Don't miss the point. This is the whole emphasis here. He's saying, don't turn your foot away from the Sabbath. Don't turn away from honoring the Lord. Honor him and doing your own, uh, honor him by, look at this. Don't do your own way, your own pleasure and doing your own things. I've said this before many years ago. I remember I was witnessing to uh, an individual that I used to work with. And I said, I noticed that you don't go to church anymore on Sundays. And out of their own words, they said, well, Sunday is my day. And I said, what? They said, Sunday is my day. I work Monday through Friday all day. And on Sundays, I want to do what I want to do. I want to watch football. I want to do lawn work. I want to go fishing. I want to go hunting. I want to do these things. And this is my day. And I cringed. Now, this individual, again, called themselves a Christian. And I thought of this passage when I heard him say this. And this is what Isaiah is saying here. He's saying during this time of prayer and fasting, don't forget, come on, the house of the Lord. Now, some of you, this is your place of gathering and your corporate worship because you don't, again, depending on your circumstances, where you live, your location, um, and I understand that there's a lot of churches out there. They're not spirit filled. They're not doctrinally sound, whatever. So if this is your home church, then we are gathered here tonight. This is our ecclesia. And he's and the, the, the don't miss what I'm saying here. The Lord is saying, just make sure that you don't exalt your own ways, own pleasure and your own words above the Lord during this fast. Here it is. It, again, what did I say last week? If you are going to go into a time of prayer and fasting and you're not in the word, you're not in prayer and you're not seeking the Lord, 
then you're doing your own thing. You're literally testifying by your actions that you don't need prayer. You don't need to read the word and you don't need his presence. And then finally, let's go to verse 14. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I, the Lord says, I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. I want to close with this, guys. I believe that the Lord is going to take us in high places. I'm telling you, if you want to go to higher places, there's places that the Lord wants to take us. But come on, we are our own weight. We're our own anchor. Our own demise keeps us from going higher with the Lord. The Lord wants to take us up here, but we settle for down here. And through, come on, and some of you, you guys are going to go to the next level. Why? Because you've decided to consecrate the first fruits of the year through prayer and fasting and because of this because you're going to seek the lord in your in your in your prayer closet in your private devotional you're going to get into his presence you're going to get into worship you're going to honor the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widow you're going to keep covenant with him you're going to exalt his ways above your ways as you do this watch god begin to elevate you higher and higher and higher paul said it like this he said we go from glory to glory and faith to faith Come on, God doesn't want us to be, come on, sis, he doesn't want us to settle for normal Christianity. He wants us to go higher and higher and higher. I don't know about you guys, but I want 2024, I want it to be like a, a, a year of no other. I want to be like David and say, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I don't want to go through the religious rigmarole. I don't want to go through cycles and patterns of up and down and up and down and on fire and not on fire. I want to be red hot for the Lord. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be, come on, some of y'all need to say that. You want to be a husband of prayer, a woman of prayer, a, a wife of prayer. You want to be a, a grandfather, a grandmother of prayer. You want to see provision, blessings, breakthroughs, deliverances, bonds, and a broken uh, wickedness breaking off people. You want to go to that next level. I'm telling you, when you begin to implement these things, in obedience and honor the Lord, watch and be in expectancy and watch what God will do for you. Come on, let's pray right here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word that God, that uh, you've allowed me to deliver today. I pray that the anointing of God has rested upon it and i pray even now lord i pray that your anointing would be released through this podcast released through the airwaves released through this video released through the podcast i I pray the holy spirit would penetrate walls that lord we cannot through cannot do by flesh and blood that he would begin to prick hearts he would begin to convict he would begin to draw people closer to you and i thank you lord in the name of jesus you said in your word that he who comes to god must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and lord as we diligently seek you through prayer and fasting i thank you lord jesus that your promises are yes and amen
men and to those that believe. And Father, we thank you, Lord, today for this first day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. God, as we present that, as we begin to pray and continue to pray over that top 10 list, as we go over that in our prayer closet and we begin to decree, as we begin to speak to those mountains to be removed and we begin to believe in our heart that whatsoever things we pray and ask in Jesus' name in faith and not waver, that we shall have whatsoever we asketh. We thank you, Lord, that blessings is coming. We thank you that deliverance is coming. We thank you that miracles are manifesting. And we thank you that answer to prayer is coming and it is coming and we've already received it by faith. And in Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen and amen. Listen, guys, one more time, please do me a favor. Hit the like button, share button, push notification. This is going to push our material out there. Listen, there's so many people out there that wants to pray and fast, but they don't have any knowledge on it. They don't have any information on it. They don't have any resources. This is going to get it to them. So you can share it. You can hit that like button. It's going to push it out there on these platforms so people can find us. Again, download our free app available on Apple and Android. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be squared away. You're going to be good to go with every headline, every podcast available. And of course, guys, in tw- maybe you went through whole 2023 and you have followed our ministry and you've been equipped, you've been edified, you've been informed, but you've never really committed to being a monthly partner. We want you to pray. May, may this be the year. I pray that this be the year you step out in faith and you say, I want to be a blessing to end time headlines. It has been a blessing to me. Well, you can do that today, guys. You can do it two different ways. You can give electronically through the app. That's the easiest way or through the main website, intimeheadlines.org or .com. Or you can give by check or money order right there on your screen by making it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, guys, listen, thank so many of you guys sent us Christmas cards, New Year's Eve cards, blessings, uh, letters, Um. Some of you asked us questions. We're going to answer those. So I just ask you to be patient with us. We're going to get to those things. So listen, we're going to sign off for today. We'll be back here, Lord willing, Tuesday, January 2nd, tomorrow. Um, We will probably not do a a segment on fasting. Now, we're going to continue fasting. But uh, as far as our podcast, we still got to cover headlines, guys. We still got to. Our main mission statement is to keep the body of Christ alert and aware of the times and seasons which we're in. So we're going to cover other topics as we continue the fast. And then what we'll probably do is take a break on Wednesday uh, from podcasting. And then we'll come back Thursday and Friday and we'll do some more uh, equipping messages on fasting. So, uh, but listen, if you guys are watching us by YouTube on our YouTube page, there's a community group. It's a community. You'll see it when you scroll through the options. It's got like videos, latest posts, all that stuff. There's a section that says community. If you click on that, uh, there's a lot of times we post little encouraging, uh, little devotionals there and this. So be looking for those during this fast because we'll put them up there. And also we share a lot of our, we share our articles there too, our, our headlines. So we put them there. So that way you guys can always stay in touch with what we're doing. You guys, again, that uh, have come over to Facebook, you probably already know that. You guys on Rumble, uh, again, we would love for you to come over here and join us on YouTube. Rumble is li- literally a backup. It's a it's a secondary video platform in the event that we go down on YouTube. We our next guest, our next thing is Rumble, and then we even have we can we have the ability to stream directly from 
our uh, website. So we've got all this provision made in the event that that happens. So listen, we're going to sign off for today. Again, we love you. We appreciate you. You're doing great, guys. It's the first day. We've got 20 more days. You can do this. Come on, be in expectancy and watch God move. So we're going to sign off. We'll see you tomorrow, January 2nd, Lord willing, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.